to another edition of Extra Time. It's Ronan Quirk with you until 8 o'clock this evening. Yeah, we're here for another year. Hopefully it'll be an entertaining one on the field and off it as well. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on what you're hoping for for 2023. Our text number is 083-311-3311. That works for WhatsApp as well, 83 Three double one double three double one, and also you can get us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at TipFM Sport. Lots to come on tonight's show, but let's get straight to it. We'll start with McGrath Cup action. It finished Tipperary two fourteen, Waterford seven points in the Gold Coast yesterday. A pleasing win, no doubt, for David Power, who joins me on the line. How are you, David? Happy New Year to you. Uh, yeah, I'm good, Ronan. And it's no better way to start a year than with a win, is there? Yeah, yeah. No, look, look. Usually. Um, we all seem to struggle down in Dungarvan, so look... Um, well, I think it's I, fair to I say Watford saved their best performances when they see tip They do, they seem to do, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, um, no, t- to be fair, after look, look, we got a quick goal after 15 seconds and I think we set the tone. And No, I was impressed by the lads and I've been really impressed over the last two months by the work they're, they're really putting in and there's a great focus there. And So look, look, we have a couple of key fellas. Like we've, we, we have a really fit Stephen O'Brien back and... You know he's really leading it, and then you still have Connor Sweeney and your Paddy Fiennes hopefully back. I don't know as well, and yeah, because you know, Paddy was motoring lovely for you alongside Mark Russell last year until he did his shoulder. Right. It was a brilliant against Ligo. Yeah, yeah, and the two of them in midfield were really on fire. I thought when Paddy got his injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's been really unfortunate with his shoulder injury, and hopefully now he can get a run at it. Um, you know, um, but no, overall, look, we're very, very pleased. Um, you know, um, the likes of Sean O'Connor as well. He's he's really maturing as well. But like, look, there was some good performances. Connor Fidel made his debut, which was which was great. And also, look, we were able to use twenty four players yesterday as well, which was great. And um, but look, overall, the, the atmosphere of training has been really positive and. You know, and look, look, this is only a starting point. Oh, uh, look, yeah. it's not that don't like we're not going to be getting carried away with it. Look, look, at the end of the day, our fully focus is really on the down game in three weeks' time. Um, it's 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 one of three home games, and and we have to take advantage of the home <laughs> games. And um, you know, so look, 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 so to me, look, that's our big focus. I think when you start preparing for that down game, perhaps I know you had a clear, you played clear in a challenge. Yeah. Recently, but you've got a game against Limerick coming up. But they're two Division Two sides, so yeah. arguably those are the ones that will inform where you are at as preparing yeah. for your Division Three campaign. Absolutely, yeah. Look, 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 look. We had a very good challenge match against Clare last Wednesday night. Um, you know, and if we can, even if we can go on, it, it's not even about beating Limerick as such, but it's beating Limerick in order to get another competitive match. That's what we're really looking towards. Um, don't because like I, I think me we'd be probably I think Cork are going to get through from the other side after Kerry beating Clare by a point because Cork have so they have a big score difference after beating Kerry so easy last week so you know like if you could get three you know if you could get three Division Two games over in a two week period that's going to set us up nicely going into the down game who are who are obviously going very well up in Ulster uh, just going on their pre season uh, competition as well. Yeah, just looking at the team itself, I mean, you, you mentioned Stephen O'Brien and it's absolutely magnificent to have him back and I think all everyone in the Tipperary football family missed his presence on the field because he's been such a stalwart for us for so many years, going back even to 11. So, I'm, you know, but 
maybe a few eyebrows raised by his positioning in at the edge of the square. Yeah, um, I suppose. Look, um, uh, you can see we've uh, what 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 we're really trying to do is we're trying to move the ball quickly, and we're trying to we're trying to put fast ball into three big men. You can see that Connor Sweeney, Stephen O'Brien, Shawnee O'Connor, and that really paid dividends there at times. And there's great flexibility. Stephen can come out midfield as well. You have Jack Kennedy, and that's the one thing about our team. You know, and there's other fellas to come back in as well. Um, you know that that throughout the we'll say throughout the game that we can we can interchange positions. But if you've got those three big men running. It gives you it gives you massive options in terms of it doesn't have to be the correct ball going in because these lads can win high ball going in. And I was only talking to Peter Peter Lally, the Waterford coach there, um, we'll say after the match, and he you know and he said like don't like quick ball into this full forward line. A lot of full back lines are going to struggle against uh, those yeah. three lads, you know. And so look, that's something that we've been really really working hard on, um, and it's something that we can develop, but. Also, look, we'll be coming up with different plans as well because, look, teams are going to be looking at us as well. So, but look, that will be definitely that will be definitely one strategy that we'll be looking at definitely throughout the year. I mean, as you've also have to um, plan without Bill Maher again, another fellow who was one yeah. of the first names on your team sheet for many years, even back minor and under twenty one as well. But uh, moving um, Colm O'Shaughnessy into centre centre back with Kevin on one side of him, Luke Boland on the other side, just trying something different. That is, yeah. Look, look, um, Colin, Colin, I thought was very good at six there last year. I, like Kevin Fay can obviously play six. Luke Bowler can play six as well. We're actually quite fortunate in the many. But like Kevin now scored a great goal again there, um, and he actually scored another great goal against Clare last Wednesday night as well. I think wing back can give him that freedom, and he can really, really get at that position because he's a super he's a super footballer and the same with Luke Boland he can break that line he's the power um don't want to break that line as well um you know but uh, look also look look hopefully we've hopefully we'll have the likes of Emmett Maloney coming back in as well and there'll be other fellas coming back in as well you know but yeah look uh, I'm just looking at the, the squad of players that we have don't just the way they're progressing um, you know, uh, we definitely seem to be a bit. We seem to be a bit stronger than we were last year, which is which which is a re- which is a really pleasing thing for us. I'm just looking at some of your, the subs that came on for you: Teddy Doyle, Mark Stokes, uh, Donna Leahy, Tommy Marr, uh, Liam McGrath, Dara yep. Brennan, Carl Dealy. I mean, these are fine yep. footballers, and they're, they're, they're you know them coupled with the 15 on the field. I mean, you did mention already yep. you got 24, you got game time into 24 players. That's it, yeah. Like, um, um, you know, um, I'm like Lee McGrath came on, scored a point. Donna Lee came on, scored a point. We had eight different scores, I think, yesterday as well, which is which is pleasing because that's another thing as well. At times, we've been maybe too reliant on Connor, and um, you know, and uh, um, so the, look, look. So that's the thing that we've been looking at as well. Young Dara Brennan from Ballyprene, yeah, he's he's an, he's an exciting forward. Um, you know, and Mark Stokes came on, did well. Carl Dealey the same, and also then we've we've got the likes of Mark Russell, Shane O'Connell, Emmett Maloney. You know, there's, there's other players that come back Kiley in now as well. Robbie Kiley. Uh, uh, Robbie Kiley at the minute, at present, no. Um, okay. We're we're working on him. Um, okay. We we you know um, we've Paul Paul Marner was actually after coming into us as well from from Kilchilin. He's he's no longer on the senior hurling panel, so he's going to get involved with the senior football panel this year. So all of a sudden, Ronan, like we're don't, definitely on paper anyway, we're definitely 
you know, we're definitely shaping into a, a kind of a stronger uh, panel for the coming season. I, I know you're on a rush, so I won't keep you much longer. Um, I look, I suppose that the papers pick up a lot on the fact that you confirmed Michael Quinlivan's absence from the squad mm. at the moment due to working commitments. I don't think it's a I don't think it was a secret that Colin O'Reardon was going back to Australia. I certainly knew that. So, I mean... No. <laughs> well, I got, but that still makes own, the headline in the examiner, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I kind of got hit for the question with Michael Quilliver. Next minute then I see headlines about Michael. And, like, look, look, Michael wasn't involved with his last year. Look, 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 uh, he was there at the middle presentation the 23rd. And, look, Michael knows the door is open. And, look, he, is a, he has a time-consuming job. And, um, um, you know, so, look, the door... <laughs> Um, yeah. As anyone knows, me the door will always remain open to any to any player that you know that can that that can make a difference, and all those players that we've mentioned can make a difference. So 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 I will never close the door to any of them. And you know, look look the pace of life now, and look you have, and like it's I don't I don't know. There's a lot of people. Still, you know, the, the, the commitment levels that are there for now for Intercounty, it's it's incredible. Like they're putting their lives on hold, and that's that's the reality. You know, between three field sessions, two gym sessions, but also like they have to mind our bodies outside of that as well. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, so like it's it's look, it's it's a huge commitment there now. Is this the time of the year, obviously, when all the dirty work gets done? Like, absolutely. You know, like, uh, and it's gas. Like, uh, and I didn't even realize this stat, but. 41 lads got medals there there on on the 23rd of December. There's currently only 14 of the 41 involved. That's a scary stat. It I is, couldn't get over that myself. Yeah. So, so, so that tells you, that tells you, and, and that's, that's the ups and downs of team football, and that's why we have to keep the show on the road. And, yeah, and, and lots of fellas have gone travelling because they were cooped up for so abs- long. Absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's, I think COVID, like from COVID people, People now are kind of realizing we all only have one life, and people don't want to do things, and and that's and that's the reality, and that and that the GA like people, I think over the next five ten years, Ronan, you're going to be seeing whether touring or football panels, the, the the average age of it's going to go down. That's yeah. the reality. They're going to get a lot younger. Don't know the likes of Lee Keegan. Are you going to get many more Lee Keegan's playing for 12, 13 years? I don't know, will you? That's, well, do, do, just that's the reality of it. Don't tell Conor Sweeney that. We need him. Yeah, but I think you're right. Yeah. The Lee Keegan's playing for uh, 100 and something championship matches, you know. But anyway. Yeah, that's Listen, incredible. David, yeah. uh, wish, you well, wish you well. When's that Limerick yeah. game, by the way? Uh, it's on Saturday, mm. 2 o'clock in Temple Tui. Temple Tui, that's right. Hey, yeah. Best luck with that and we look forward to the down game in due course and best luck for the season ahead, David. Perfect. Take That's it great. easy. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks Ronan. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. That's David Power, manager of our senior footballers after that 2.14 to 7-point win over Waterford. And, you know, irrespective, whenever you go down to Waterford, they do seem to preserve their finest performances for when they have blue and gold jerseys in front of them. So I'd take that you know, wouldn't read too much into it, but it's still a win's a win and we'll learn more from when we take on Division 2 side Limerick in due course. Let's take a quick Ad break. We'll be back with uh, Liam Cal after this. With food served daily. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month. Get your nominations in now. Yeah, and we're looking for nominations for the January Sports Star of the Month Award. You can send a nomination to sportsstar at tipfm.com and uh, the panel will review those nominations and make an announcement in due course. And this is the first show we've had on since December, so I'm delighted to tell you that 
The winner of the Tip FM Sports Star of the Month for December is Clamel Athletic Club's Sean Tobin after he ran his first marathon in the Antarctic Ice Marathon and Julie went and won it in the fastest time that had ever been set for that course in 2 hours 47 minutes in sub-zero temperatures and wind chill factors of around about minus 25 degrees centigrade at an altitude of 7,000 metres. 7,000 feet, I don't know. Was it metres or feet? Anyway, it was at altitude. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> Apologies. And uh, so Sean Tobin, for that extraordinary achievement, his first ever marathon, he won it and then fa- set the fastest time that it had ever been set on that course. So delighted that a second Clamell Athletic Club member has won one of our Sports Star Awards. He follows up after Courtney Maguire won a Sports Star Award in October after she won the National Marathon Championship. Sean Tobin joins her on that 12-person role of honour for the year 2022. So uh, that concludes our 2022 nominations. We'll see then who gets the overall prize in due course. That'll be announced sometime around about February. But if you want to get your nomination in for the Sports Star of the Month for January, just send a text me- or send an email to sportstar at tipfm.com. This is in association with the Talbot Hotel in Clamel and John Quirk Jewellers in Care. Don't forget our text number tonight is 083 311 Well, Tipperary Hurlers got their first win of the new Liam Cal campaign under their belts after they had a lot of positives to take from their 222 to 22 point win over Clare in Nini yesterday. Great to see a crowd as big as it was in Nina yesterday. Big, big crowd up in Nina. People starved of hurling, I think, for a couple of weeks. Just out they went to get to see some inter-county again in the Co-op Superstars Munster Hurling League Group A. 2.22 for tip. Clare, 20 points. Liam Cal spoke to the assembled media at the full-time whistle. And bear in mind, there was a bit of a media scrum around Liam, so some of this audio is a maybe turn up your late radio a little bit more than you otherwise would. Yeah, delighted to see the, the big tip following out as well. Absolutely thrilled to see the tip people back, um, you know, supporting the lads again. So not that they ever didn't support them, but it's just great early to see the support behind and the goodwill, I suppose, behind the team. So really happy with that. I suppose supporters would, would get in behind a, a young group, and I suppose it's the core young group are getting the games at the moment, like Brian O'Mara, really good game. Garrod O'Connor centre forward, very good. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, there's change, I suppose, and um, that's that's what change does. It brings a little bit of uh, curiosity and excitement. So, um, and all these guys are, you know, like every intercounty team, they're working really hard. In fairness to them, and um, really happy with the way we're training and heavy block as usual and what have you. Again, it's January and it's all about just getting a bit of, uh, I suppose, a bit of work into the legs and, and trying to put a little bit of a stamp on what we're trying to do going forward. And you know, so far so good. Seamus Kennedy in the half hour line is that uh, something you're hoping to get more power into that area of the field yeah so look you know every team now the modern game is about being able to get around the field and Seamus is a he's such a versatile player he can play anywhere and very intelligent player and very athletic player so he gives his options and that's what we'll always be looking for and his options everywhere in the field and um, you know for, for his first run out today across a half hour line I, I thought he did very well what are you looking for from this Monster League game? Uh, just looking for, I suppose, uh, how players will apply themselves when, I suppose, things don't go to plan. This time of the year, it's nearly guaranteed that you're going to meet a lot of, um, I suppose, obstacles around questioning your fitness, questioning your... your um, you know, when I talk about maybe this work great taste that comes into your mouth, it's about visiting that early and seeing that you're trying to get comfortable with it and practicing it because it's what's going to come later on when when, when the real um, 
when the real business end comes so it's all about practice and that's what we're doing practicing as much as we can all the areas that we're trying to address in training and you know so far so good because you can find out what's in a lad on a day like that you know yeah. maybe skill wise it's not it's not conducive to great skill but although yeah. there's some plenty of good hurling yeah. out there I know there was an, a brilliant attitude from both sides yeah. there was real good committed stuff today like for for a, for a January game look in heavy conditions and in fairness to the pitch here Nina like there was an immaculate condition considering all the rain that has come and um, just really delighted with, with the, the competitiveness of the game and the way fellas reacted and uh, I think both teams would have got a lot from today Liam you're back I suppose probably seven eight weeks now at this stage are you happy with kind of where things are going and, and what kind of position the team is in at the moment yeah, look, we've, we've assembled a squad, uh, a pre-league squad that have earned the right to be in from the club farm. Um, and, you know, we have this given cup now coming at us as well. We have a number of players involved in that and it's a bit of a balancing act, uh, making sure that you're tailoring the work properly for, for, for each individual player. But very fortunate to have a good group of people with me and a good group of committed players that are absolutely, you know, totally driven to play for Tipperary and that's the key when you have fellas coming in every night that really want to play or play at the top level for Tipperary it makes my job a lot easier Will you be gradually bringing the, some of the, the veteran players back in? Yeah again like that Shane we'll, we'll you know I know the window gets you know condensed the more that the weeks pass but these fellas are back and we're tailoring their work and, and customising their work accordingly and you know when they're ready we'll, we'll, we'll produce them when the time comes Has John McGrath any chance of playing this year? Um, John would have a chance yeah he'd have a chance of playing he's progressing nicely and um, John is you know has a lot of work put in that was a fairly horrific injury he got that at least tendon is a serious injury but no he's he's, he's on the mend and on the way back and Barry and Craig any chance they yeah it, it'll go mainly I'd say towards the end of the league uh, before we, we really know where we stand with them fellas but again they're in with us and they're not left in their own they're working hard with us in, in behind the scenes so all good all good says Liam Kyle when he spoke to the media in Nina yesterday Michael or not, not Michael Noel Dundon was there how are you Noel? How are you, Ron? How are things? Good, good. I mean, there's a it's a very youthful look to our lineup. The last two outings against Waterford and against Clare, but like, there's a lot of positives as well. I think uh, Gerard O'Connor uh, contributed handsomely, and you know, is another free taking option. Yeah, Gerard O'Connor uh, did very well, as did uh, Sean Ryan, corner forward, as did Brian O'Mara, centre back. You know, um, and the Heffernan was very solid in the half back line too. You know, so like as you say, uh, a lot of positivity uh, emerging from Nina yesterday evening, and I would say also that there's, uh, you know, the, the whole thing of the crowd. There was such a big crowd there, huge support. You know, almost three thousand people, which was, you know, pretty much unheard of for that type of a game. You know, yeah, so, no, like, it's great, it's, uh, but um, you know, the Garrod O'Connor, Brian O'Mara bringing their Fitzgibbon form from last year, perhaps into an intercounty scene. Yeah, um, probably the the you know Brian O'Mara is probably one of the ones that we would have been uh, earmarking last year, and and uh, unfortunately he was gone away for the for much of the the summer and that and missed out on it. Uh, Gerald O'Connor, uh, a player of great uh, potential, and I think he's beginning to realise some of that. Um, certainly in his Tipperary jersey now, uh, he's been doing it for my Timbertui for a long number of years. But um, uh, as you say, a, a, a free taking option too. You know. Uh, he was unerring yesterday, and uh, but it, you know probably the type of form may, maybe that we haven't had. You know, big man able to able to win the ball in the air, able to distribute the ball well. Um, now look, it is only January. That's the other thing you have to say. We don't want to be getting carried away. No, no, with it any, is, any players, yeah, you know. But, yeah, but certainly I would say um, uh, coming away from Nina yesterday, there was a little bit of a spring in the step. You know.
Uh, you've other options, like, you know, Alan Tynan is a big, another big unit on that half-forward yeah. line, and Seamus uh, Kennedy is not by no means a small man. He's coming up from half-back into that half-forward line. So it's just an interesting level of experimentation that's gone on there and perhaps points to us a, a, a style that Liam wants to instil in, in, the, in the team. Yeah, in fact, I suppose one of the interesting points of the whole um, uh, co-op superstore exercise uh, really has been, the, you know, the, the fact that Liam has been prepared to experiment and, you know, uh, putting Michael Breen back to full-back, uh, Dan McCormick was in the half-back the last day, you know, uh, Seamus Kendi up in the half-forward line. Uh, you know, we don't we don't know what other um, sort of uh, aces Liam might have up his sleeve, but... Certainly, he from the way he spoke to us yesterday in terms of uh, the, the formation of the team, he needs guys and wants guys who are able to get around the pitch and who are able to, to travel and uh, get up and down the lines. Um, look, we saw it with Water with them for the last couple of years. That's the way Liam was playing. I don't think it'll be much different with Tip this year. I think that's what he'll be looking for. And it's the guys who are able to cover the ground and do the business will be the ones to be picked. Um, Michael Breen, I thought, was very good yesterday too in a... In a that full-back role, you know, very well able to defend. Uh, returning home, you might say, really. I mean, that's where he started out with, uh, with the, in the tip jersey in the first place in the full-back line yeah. and was very, very solid there yesterday. And look, again, as I say, it is only January and there will be far uh, bigger tests to come. But um, Well, I suppose, if, like any manager will always tell you he wants two fellas competing for any position. And James Quigley was alongside him in the corner yesterday. I think most people would see James more of a central role rather than in the in the corner. Yeah, uh, you see, like the way the modern game has gone, like uh, a player can get injured, and if you have just one fullback or one cornerback or whatever it is, whatever one one centre forward and and no other option, well then you can be in a bit of bother. Mm. So you need to have double cover, you know, uh, everywhere you go. Um, you know, we would have looked. I suppose last year we ended up with Ron Amar playing playing back there quite a bit, um, and you know the, there was probably a feeling throughout the county that we wanted Ronan further out the field if we could have afforded it. Like you know, or, uh, or Ronan was sitting in a role that that um, Brian Amar played yesterday and played very very well. So like all these are options. Like the the last day too, um, uh, Parry Campion played there at centre back mm. against uh, against Waterford did quite well too. You know, so look at I end up happening yesterday wing back played very well too very solid so I think I think what Liam is doing is he's building up a bank of players that he he can now look at in a more serious way in the league like you know the, we mentioned the veterans there in, in, in the in the after match comments the John McGrath um, you know Bonner Maher is still there too Shami Callan is still in the panel um, Noan McGrath of course yeah and Ronan will come back into it too but really you gain nothing by playing those guys in matches like yesterday you know we know what, what they're able to do we know the kind of servants that they have been for Tip and continue to be uh, so the guys you want to be playing yesterday are the, 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 the newcomers in the team. Granted, you have to sprinkle them yeah, and, and, and intersperse them with some of the more established guys because it would be very unfair to put out 15 entirely new guys. And that's what Liam has done with the likes of Michael Breen and with the likes of Paddy Cadell and Connor Stakelin. Excellent yesterday. Yeah, Huge and it's interesting, it's interesting to bring up Connor because I think he's there's a berth in midfield up for grabs if somebody wants to go and grab it. Yeah, well, he had it last year. Connor uh, had that position. He he sort of earned the right to start in that last game of the of the championship uh, on on foot of the the uh, um, impact he made when coming on in the other games. Uh, so I, I, you know, he he probably is a guy who has um, 
one and a half hands on that jersey, maybe, you know. Um, but certainly with the way he was playing yesterday, I mean, he put himself about really well, uh, distributed the ball very well, got a couple of scores as well, you know, which is a, 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 maybe a side to his game that, that uh, wouldn't have been seen all that often uh, last year. But uh, got up there and got his, picked off his few scores, but gives very intelligent balls to the forward line too, you know. So I think like he has all the, the ingredients of being a really, really good midfielder. He's able to get up and back that field and, and uh, looking at him too, uh, Ronan, he he appears to me to have have uh, strengthened up those legs and and the upper body, you know. So that 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 bodes well too, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I, we wait and see the last round of matches in that group. We may or may not be in a final. I think. Uh, yeah, it depends. On, it depends on the outcome of the other one. But I gather, I gather that uh, if if they don't make the final, that there will be uh, um, a, a challenge match or a friendly game organised for that weekend anyway. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And then you're looking into league straight away. Church is on top of it, isn't it? You know, it's amazing, it's amazing how quickly it turns around. Like, and and you know, much like the championship, there's no real room for error in the league. You know, you'd you'd love, I, you know, I'd love to see a situation where where Tip are making the concluding stages of the league. I, I think we need to win a league, actually. You know, go out there and win something with a new team coming through. Um, that's that's what gives a, a county heart and is what gives a bit of confidence to, to those young uh, new young players. Definitely Woodland since 07-08 time. Yeah, yeah, 08, is it, I think? I think oh, 08, it was, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, you know, uh, I, I think we're in a group uh, in, in the in the league that, that it would be, you know, maybe conducive to us coming out of it. Mm. Um, so uh, let's see how we can go. Let's see all those guys putting their hand up for places. And when you have competition, uh, well, that's the real thing, isn't it? Because they're going to drive each other on. Guys yeah, want no to doubt. get into the the team and into the match day panel and all that like so that, that that's what you really want on, uh, from a management point of view Well it's great to have a bit of inter-county hurling back to talk about it makes your job and my job a little bit easier when it's on the field you know let's be honest ah, It does it does and and, and uh and when you're winning, it's positive. Yeah, but like, I, yeah. you know, have, again, I can't maybe emphasise this enough. There was a really, really positive vibe in Nina yesterday. Really positive vibe, and people are coming in from early on. They wanted to see this team. They wanted to see what it was, what it was going to be like. And I think when you when you have that kind of a movement behind you, um, Ronan, it's it's a very good thing for the for the players looking on and all that, you know. And quite a few of the players who weren't in the panel were there yesterday too. I noticed them around the pitch and that, like, which is a which is a good thing too, you know. That that right, right they mightn't be in the in the the match day uh, twenty six or whatever it is, but they they were still there, still yeah. there, and, and still ready to shout them on and that, you know. Well, a bit of positivity never did anybody any harm, so. Uh let's keep it going absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Noel good talking to you happy new year to all of you and yours up in Thurless we'll talk soon many happy returns Ron take Thanks. care that's uh, Noel Dundon from the Tipperary Star my thanks to him after Tipperary's first win in the Liam Cal era with that uh, what is this uh, six point win no it's not it's eight point win over Clare yesterday 222 to 20 points our text number is 083 311 let's take a quick break back in a minute Extra time on Tip FM, brought to you by La Heart Skoda, the new name for Skoda in County Tipperary. Check out lahearts.ie for their latest offers. Extra time on Tip FM, brought to you by La Heart Skoda, the new name for Skoda in County Tipperary. Check out lahearts.ie for their latest offers. You're very welcome back to Extra Time, our first Extra Time of 2023. Love to have you with us for the next 52 weeks because there's an awful lot of sport we're going to be talking about. But before we do, let's have a quick word with Jonathan Cullen, the County Board PRO. Hey, Jonathan. 
How are you doing, Ronan? Uh, good talking to you again. Uh, I know you're on to talk about a public open evening on Friday, this, this coming Friday the 13th of January, 7.30 in the Dome in Thurles. It is about a discussion forum for the Tipperary GA five-year strategic plan. Now, before I come to that, this is, I suppose, the gestation of this was coming from the Crow Park five-year strategic plan. So maybe we'll talk about the Crow Park one first and then see how we have to tailor it from a Tipperary perspective. What does the Crow Park strategic plan aim to achieve? Well, I suppose, Ronan, it aims to achieve really that every every county would be uh, in a position to um, to facilitate open forums for people to come along and give their views around areas such as games, communications, governance, operations, resourcing, environmental sustainability, diversity and inclusion and infrastructure and a lot more than that as well. So uh, with that in mind, uh, the Barry GA has begun the consultation process for its next strategic plan. Uh, the plan will be launched, as I said, next Friday in the Dome at uh, 7.30. And uh, it's our official main sponsor, Pfizer, who are represented by Brian Fogarty, Patsy Henry and Conor Long, who they're going to facilitate the uh, discussion um, so that's really where we are at the moment. We've um, put out, put it out there. We've informed all the clubs. It's on our social media and everything like that. And we're really inviting all the, the members of the public to, to come along and, and um, have their say. So, uh, like, the objective of the strategic plan, is it to keep as many people involved in the GA for as long as possible in whatever capacity they're able to make a contribution? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, from... from you know, anybody that's involved at club level in coaching um, to administration and everything in between and then moving along, I suppose, maybe to, uh, you know, inter-county inter involvement, um, coaching at that level, administration and everything uh, that, that involves, that the GA stands for, you know, and not just maybe um, our, our on-field games, but our, obviously our culture and our culture is very important to the GA. It's something that we hold very dearly and that all comes under the, the remit of the five-year plan. And as I said, um, this is the opportunity for people, you know, to discuss all those areas and also areas that maybe we haven't mentioned, areas that people may feel that um, have maybe been some somewhere left behind or forgotten in some way and that they think that are important to the GA and, and more most importantly to temporary GA owners. I, int- I know with interest that, you know, when you look at the top priorities from Crow Park, one of them is good governance. I would have thought our governance structures have improved enormously in recent years, but does that, maybe Crow Park feel there's still some way to go? Well, I mean, there's always areas to improve on, Ronan. It's like you spoke earlier on with David Power and, and Liam Cahill. You know, um, if every team that took the field thought that they, do, they, they, they can't get any better, well, they won't, they won't be too long before they'll be found out. And It's the same in governance. And, you know, in, it, that's why we always want to try and keep improving you get to a level, you, you look around you and you say, how do we get to the next level? How do we improve this? And, you know, what areas can we look at to bring it to the next level? Interestingly, you know, even things like environmental impact and stuff gets covered in in this document. Um, talk, us, tell, t- talk a little bit about that or what you, where you feel that the association can make a contribution. Well, I suppose um, it's not, we, 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 the environment and, and the whole area of the environment is, is really... Um, High up there, and it's in the it's in the it's been discussed through many areas, I suppose. Now with uh, with everything that's going on, and the GA want to play its part as well to make sure that um, we are, uh, I suppose, a, a cleaner, greener association. And you 
down down maybe in the last year or so there have been initiatives from Coke Park and the GA for our GA clubs to get involved in a in the greener sustainable uh, clubs and with with the print, uh, planting of um, trees and ash trees and uh, other such 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 initiatives as well and you know it's all about you know trying to improve as as we go along and you know help help our own environment in our locally and to do our to do our little bit to make sure that you know that we have um we have we look after the what we have at the moment for those generations that are coming behind us when you talk as well about like resources comes up as well and it's it's there's always demands on resources no matter what state the economy's in what state inflation's in you, there's never going to be enough resources for what everybody wants uh it's a constant process i think for most clubs is trying to keep the the, the pitch lined, the grass cut, the jerseys washed and all that needs resources and you know there's constant fundraising initiatives done in every club up and down the county um, it's exhausting for a lot of people because they still mostly keep going back to the same individuals for the, for those uh, when they're looking for resources Absolutely Ronan and I, and I don't think it's going to get it's going to get busier like you know it's going to get for those people who are involved it's going to get busier we're, all, we're looking at the one club model now going forward where so Basically, you know, the, every every uh, club that may have a, a camogie club, a ladies football club, that will come under one umbrella as well. So that's going to um, demand more resources as well in itself. So does that not we, need uh, a merger at Crow Park level before you can kind of talk about one club at grassroots level? Well, I mean, the, the discussion is ongoing, Ron. You know, the discussion is, is <laughs> the discussion's ongoing been going ongoing for years, though. Fair enough. I certain. understand that, but they have now put in former president um, Mary McAleese to uh, chair the new committee and she's making um, progress I think already so you know the the the, the, tra- the, the ball is, is rolling as they say at this point in time so but in whose co- I thought you were going to say the ball is in somebody else's court whose court is the ball in? Well I mean Ronan as I said the, 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 it's, it's, it's in, you know to be honest the thing is in everybody's court you know it's in, it's in, all, it's in all our interest if we want it to make if we want to make this work it, it's in our interest it's in the GA's court, it's in the ladies football court, it's in the Camogie Association court to, to, to come together, to sit down I suppose and you know, see how, how we do make the one club model, the one association model work and I think that you know, it's, it's well on, underway now with the form, formulation of that new committee and uh, you know, I, I don't think it will be too long before you see a, a lot of uh, positive moves and positive announcements in, in that area also. Friday night coming that's the 13th of January in the Dome, 7.30 is going to be launched. That's correct, Ron. Yeah, yeah. as I said, hopefully as many people as possible will come on the night. I wish you well with it, Johnson. Happy New Year to you and yours. Same to you, Ron. Thank Thanks you very indeed. much. Johnson Cullen joining us there and uh, that is on 7.30, the Dome in Thurless this coming Friday night uh, to discuss a strategy to realise Tipperary's Tipperary GA's vision as a sustainable community-based and volunteer-led association where as many as possible participate in Gaelic games and culture for as long as possible. And this is being done in line with the Crow Park five-year strategic plan as well. Don't forget our text number 083-311-3311. What a busy couple of weeks it's been on the rugby fields. I suppose most of us uh, over the course of the Christmas period got an opportunity to sit down and watch a few monster matches and from my point of view, looking at them, it would appear to me that a, certainly a corner has been turned in relation to 
winning matches and not just playing well but if you look at the Ulster match in particular and the performance of Nina's Ben Healy and getting what seven points eight points or something like that towards the end of that match and winning the match for Munster and then the news that breaks shortly afterwards that he's leaving Munster Peter Silk from Cashel is on the line hi Peter well Ronan how are you what was your I'll come to the Cashel's mighty performance uh, at the weekend but what was your reaction to the Ben Healy story well I suppose I was a little bit disappointed that uh, he was leaving. He's a very good player. Um, but I can understand maybe why he is going if, if he wasn't getting the game time. And if he has a chance of international rugby in Scotland, well, then you can't blame the young lad for going. But um, I wouldn't be privy to all that goes on in that area of the of the game. We deal mostly and all. In, in fact, we deal with just the, the club game. Yes. But, uh, you know, he, he is a very good player and I think he'll do very well. You've seen uh, as well, like Tipperary's Jake Flannery went to Ulster to just try and get more game time. Yeah, well, you see, we have a lot of good players. I, I You know, I think Johnny Sexton has been kind of the, the trendsetter for the last 10 or 12 years. A very, very good player. But, you know, the heir apparent will come from all of those younger guys that are there. And there are about six or eight of them, uh, you know, going for one, two positions. And it's very frustrating for any player, be it at club or professional level, if he's not getting game time. So where they go are, you know, we have four provinces. There are only so many spots. And uh, that's really the dilemma, you know. But I think, you know, Ben Healy has an opportunity to play international rugby uh, abroad. So I can understand his decision to go. Yeah, uh, he's. But, I should point out he's going to going to Edinburgh. I think his mum is Scottish, so he would be qualified to play for either Ireland or Scotland based on that. That's true. That's true. And you know, I, I presume he has researched it very, very well before he went. And uh, you know, I'm sad to see him go. And I've seen him. I've seen him play since he was a schoolboy. Mm. I think he's, he's a very, very good player. Uh, so are the other two. So you have three guys. You know, really vying for one position. And uh, it's a it's a competitive uh, area out there. Absolutely. And one of those, you know, one of those guys, the seven or eight of them, as I said, will step into Johnny Sexton's shoes, and then, you know, it's a free for all after that as to who's going to be number one, two, three. Uh, in the international panel. Yeah, well, let's talk about more local matters because the top of Division 2A is, is really makes for fascinating reading. You have Queen's University beating Ballymena away and then the clash between Cashel and Black Rock here in Tipperary over the weekend finished in a 17-point all-draw. Uh, I suppose when you see a draw like that, would you say suggest either side would be disappointed with a draw or would take it at the start of the match? Well... You know, at the start of the match, a draw would have been a very attractive result because BlackRock are having a fantastic uh, season. They had lost one game, they had won seven, uh, and they were, I think, with five. There were five points ahead of Cashel, so it was vital that Cashel got something out of the game. But as it uh, panned out in the end, we were leading 17 points, 10, two minutes into injury time. We had a scrum on our own five-meter line. We lost possession, and they got back possession. And they really went for us at that stage. Uh, and for five, six minutes, they really went through phase after phase after phase. We gave away a number of penalties. Uh, we felt we should have got one or two ourselves in that we got our hands on the ball at the breakdown. But uh, eventually, the pressure told. Our lads, in fairness, were, were heroic in defence. But eventually, BlackRock got over for the try. The convert levelled the game. And really, in my own opinion anyway, it was an opportunity lost by Cashel to kind of narrow the gap. 
Yeah, I mean, um, Josh Pickering and Niall Fitzgerald were your try scorers, Ryan O'Sullivan, two conversions and a penalty. Um, just where did those tries come um, and what well, was the halftime they, score doing? They, they, the referee seemed to have a, a problem with our scrum and he gave away, he gave them a number of penalties, particularly uh, in the first half, uh, a number of penalties uh, against us in the scrum and eventually gave a penalty try. So that was their, that was their, their first try. Um, the second one, as I said, came very, very, very late in the game. It was just a pick and go for five or six minutes. Uh, our tries came from uh, the line-out mall. Uh, the, Josh Pickering scored the first one, but it was from a line-out mall. The forwards drove it over the line. Josh pushed it down. Uh, and the second try was the same. Now, we did have one opportunity to score a try out wide, and we just didn't see that we had an overlap of maybe four on one. You know, we just kept bashing away. Maybe we could have got another try. But it was a very, very competitive game. They were very good. Uh, they're not top of the league for, for nothing. You know, they have they have recruited extremely well uh, over the last uh, six or eight months. And uh, they're going to get up to Division 1B and from there to 1A. They were up there before. So, you know, that's their ambition. Yeah, no and, doubt about uh, it. You know, they're a big club. They're they're in the All-Ireland oh, yeah, League yeah. since the very, very beginning. Yeah, we're, we're doing well to be competitive with these guys. No, no, absolutely. And speaking of competitive, uh, Nina Ormond moved up to fifth place, level on points with Barnhall after they beat Navin. Absolutely. And you know, one one win or one loss can push them up or down the table. I was just looking at the table today. Black Rock and Queens are at the top, 35 points each. And then we're on 30 points and uh, Ballymena are on 19. Now, Ballymena are third from bottom. So there are six teams there and there are only 11 points between the six teams. So, you know, any team of those could get up into the top four. Um, you know, any team is capable of beating another team. For instance, UL Bowes had a big win at the weekend. Uh, that, you know, they're still at the bottom of the league with another win and they could be up the yeah. table a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot to play for. Uh, there are thin uh, yeah, matches to go. You're dead right because a bonus point win changes that the, the, the view or changes that aspect very dramatically. Peter, it's been great. Um, are you back next weekend? We're in uh, Blackrock again next weekend. The reverse fixture. Oh, okay. um, so we play Blackrock in Dublin next weekend and the following weekend we have Queen's University in Cashel. So the next... The hits just keep fixture. on coming, Peter. They do, but they will decide the, they will, the yeah. eventual outcome, really. It's a pivotal fortnight for you. Best of luck, Peter. Thank you very much. That's, all. That's Peter Silk from Cashel Rugby Club. Busy times for them and Nina Ormond as well. One texter reminds me, and thank you, texter. Don't forget Carrick Swan won the county under-17 football championship. They won the 17B, Carrick Swan did. Uh, they defeated a team from the north who I can't remember. Was it Bursley? They beat? I can't remember. Or, um, but congratulations, Carrick Swan. And equal congratulations has to be said to Galty Rovers, who surprised a lot of people, myself as well, myself included, by beating Clamel Commercials in the county under 17A football championship final. Many congratulations to everyone concerned with Galty Rovers. I know they celebrated that Dramatic. Uh, they really enjoyed that win. I wish them well and a hell of a good result for them. And um, commiserations to commercials, but heartiest congratulations to uh, to Galtier Rovers on that great win in the County Minor A football final. Um, just before we go, Barry Ryan's on the line for a look at local soccer. How are you, Barry?
Hi Ronan, how are you? Barry, I'm going to start with uh, something tonight which is kind of close to my heart and that is the sad passing of Chris O'Regan. Now, Chris O'Regan needs no introduction to football people in this county because he contributed so much to junior foot, to schoolboy football in Clonmel in particular over many, many years. And I have my own fond memories of being picked up by Chris in a white van and brought down to the showgrounds to train. And, and he was so inclusive. And I say that he was so inclusive because I was rubbish. But I always felt that I had a worth. I always felt that I had a contribution to make. And I always got game time. And I always got a game. Didn't often necessarily play for the full match, but I always got a game. And I was rubbish. So he, just thousands and thousands I literally, I'm not exaggerating, of schoolboys went through Chris O'Regan's hands and his contribution to the sporting fabric of Clonmel and the South Tipperary League cannot be underestimated. Yeah, I think some men are just born to do it, Ronan. People say, you know, oh, when you coach, you'll never be popular. And then I think Chris was ahead of his time. Um, the outpouring from every club outside of Clamwell Town, from different people um, talking about Chris and similar stories to you, all going off, being collected for matches. Um, and back in the day, we have that inclusive nature now where, you know, an underage or, you know, everybody gets a game and roll on, roll off. But that wasn't the case back then. Not at all. But Chris was ahead of his time in terms of that everybody got an opportunity, wanted to teach people. And, and you know, one thing that probably a lot of people weren't aware of because he was so renowned for the coaching. He was a brilliant player himself and a former Munster Junior Cup winning player. Yes, that is absolutely a fact. I'm glad you brought you reminded us of his, of his own achievements on the pit field. But it, a testament to how massive his contribution was to school by football in Clamell is that he stepped away from it and within a year the entire thing had collapsed because just nobody could, was, nobody could fill those shoes. I mean, they talk about people being, you know, nobody's irreplaceable. Chris O'Regan was irreplaceable. His death leaves a really massive void, I think, for a lot in the hearts of football people around this this county because he was just synonymous with schoolboy football. And he always stayed at the schoolboy level. He was at St. Martin's for a short while, but predominantly when you think of Chris O'Regan, you think of schoolboy football. Yeah, just seemed to have a huge passion for underage football and coaching young players and wanting to pass it on and give that knowledge and that brilliant patience that's needed, you know, and uh, not looking for maybe the more glamorous and the glory that comes with junior football and, you know, coaching at older age groups and stuff like that. Uh, you know, it can be a lot of it can be unseen stuff on Saturday mornings at 10 o'clock over in Ferry House and stuff like that. But mm. without those guys, what do you have? Yeah, I know. I couldn't agree with you more. And I was so sad to hear of his death. And we wish uh, to his family and his many, many friends in football circles, in Tipperary and beyond, we express our condolences. Eriyeshde, Gurev Anam. We go to events on the field as well now, Barry, because the Munster Champions final took place between Villa and St. Michael's. This was always going to be a brilliant battle between two of the top junior sides in the country. Went all the way to penalties uh, after a one-all draw. St. Michael's winning. Yeah, look, it's, you, you kind of run out with superlatives for St. Michael's. Um, you know, playing the FAI Junior Cup champions, Villa, the reality is St. Michael's were on the receiving end of a bit of a chase in off Villa last year. Um, this modern thing now, a lot of the games are on VO and you see the clips and the clips went all around the country last year of that game and, you know, St. Michael's had a really difficult afternoon down in Mosier Park. But 
in typical St. Michael's fashion, a cup on the table at the weekend, um, and they go and produce a stunning performance. Um, a lot of people made a lot of the fact that in the last 20, 25 minutes, St. Michael's were holding on. But for large periods of the game, St. Michael's were the better side themselves, had loads of opportunities as well. Um, and it feels like a, a trophy for the new St. Michael's, which are Donna Hickey's, your DJ Cremins, your Adam McGrath's, making the mark that we all wondered, could they come in in those big games and do it? Now, the stalwarts, David Slattery scores another big, big goal. Jimmy Carr has been double-marked over in the wing. But the one that I really wanted to single out was Christopher Higgins. Uh, a lot of people had a lot to say about Christopher Higgins last year when they played Villa Ward for a couple of mistakes or whatever. A guy who's been producing top-level performances for 20 years and people are queuing up to write him off. Now, he rode his luck yesterday on a yellow card. You know he's a combative player, but I just think what a warrior for St. Michael's Christopher Higgins is. What a contribution to St. Michael's over 20 years, Incredible. as you say. Yeah, FAI Junior Cup winner. Won everything in the game at this stage. Yeah, unbelievable. Won everything. Caps for Ireland. He ran yeah. for Regents Cup winner. I'm no, I, nobody knows more than me. My own jewels are all coming up against him down through the years. Never but took just, a backward step. Never took a back. And he just symbolised everything, I think, that's been good about that group. Brino out yesterday with an injury. Higgy steps up and I just thought against our, um, our Villa Waterford of all teams because he did he had a difficult afternoon which anyone is entitled to have for once it's the only bad game I can ever remember having 12 months ago and everybody jumped all over it but what a guy and what, what, a, what a performer and what, I think for the younger players to have him around you yesterday uh, him and Adrian Walsh Adrian Walsh man of the match again as well in a big game I don't know if there are any end to these guys at all. Well, when it comes to penalties, you always know who your money's on. There's yeah. no two ways about it. Just nip into the uh, Premier League for a minute because it's all about what's happening at the bottom after the results of the weekend. Wilderness Rovers had a win, a big win over Banja Celtic and Carmel Celtic had a big win over Cashel Town. So everyone's going to be looking at uh, who are V Rovers playing next weekend. Uh, you know, So you're looking at Wilderness easing their relegation fears, Banja coming into it, Cashel may be coming into it as well. Yeah, I think the one thing you need you're down that end of the table is someone to keep getting goals. Sean Brown gets another hat-trick for Willies and he's a massive player for them. That's a huge three points. Um, Cashel are able to come up with a couple of goals but struggling to keep the door shut. Big win for Celtic. Celtic are now looking at challenging Burris. Can they break that top three, four? Um, but V Rovers are looking around wondering where those first three points are going to come from. Yeah, it's 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 it really is going to be fascinating. And just into division, the first division, Old Bridge can't buy a win, can they? No, and uh, they've always been a little bit streaky. That when the win comes, a couple come together. But at the moment, you're kind of looking at them, and uh, it's it's uh, the other end of the table, very very exciting with Tipperary Town and Care. But at the opposite, you know, you're kind of just wondering where are Old Bridge going to come up with a couple of results because. They certainly need to, or, you know, there's a danger of going down another division. No two ways about it. Happy New Year to you, Barry, and thanks for your contribution. Talk thanks, Roland. Same to you. Take care. That's Barry Ryan with Local Soccer. That's all we've time for. Ian O'Connor Produced. Talk to you next week. Good night. Good luck. Hello, Hill 16 in short.